welcome back. My name is Rob Wong. This is the Great Date Guy podcast. And today we're going off the beaten path again. The last few podcasts have been talking about easy wins. Little things that you can take on to tweak your dating life to make it better right here and right now. But in light of what I've been going through lately, I really wanted to share with you what I've been learning. One of the things that I'm noticing in my own life um, is, well, let me start with the backstory. Um, recently, the girl that I was seeing and I uh, stopped talking and it happened suddenly and after a fight and I really have no way of knowing whether it's going to be indefinitely or in the next month or maybe longer and I don't I don't think that this is an uncommon experience I think that this has happened to everyone we can all probably relate to that but when I looked at how I was reacting emotionally it was devastating and this isn't a podcast about blame, and if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, you know that that's, I think, one of the least healthy or helpful activities that we can do when we're hurting. But it is a really easy one. It's easy to put the blame at someone else's feet, so I don't have to look at why I'm experiencing these emotions. And so that's really what my work has been about lately, over the last week, maybe week and a half. And what I've had to seriously confront is why am I so unhappy? Yeah, I thought there was maybe going to be more to that thought, but I think that's it. Why am I so unhappy? The only answer that I can think of is this. I like many other people, when, we, when I get into a relationship, there's this fantasy, there's this thought of when I find the right person, then I will be happy. And it's not unlike success, you know, when I reach the end, when I hit my goal, then I'll be successful. And as I look at this thought, this source of so much pain and heartbreak in my own life. Um, it's a source of dissatisfaction for myself and, and of course, um, a lot of emotional hurt for the people that I was dating. What's there is recognizing that happiness is in fact my responsibility. It's not something that I can ask or demand of other people. Something I have to take care of for me. It's always been my responsibility. But what do you do with that? What do you do when your entire life you've spent hoping or wishing that someone else would come along and save you from what you've been going through? And if you're in that space right now, um, well, welcome, you're in exactly the right place. And I'm going to share a massive breakthrough that I had lately with this. And I hope that it helps. 
So here we go. When we look at reality, when we look at our experience of reality, because really that's what this is all about, we can begin to see one fundamental truth here. Most of our experience is derived from our senses, right? We add thoughts on top of it, but most of our experience is derived from the physical sensations that we experience. Now of these, obviously sight is very important. Sight lets us know where we're at, but when it comes down to it, what most of us are after is feelings. I want to feel peace of mind. I want to feel happiness. And in that, there's this implication. How do I know what I'm feeling? Well, I'm going to argue that you know what you're feeling because you feel it. Right? It exists within our bodies. And so when I feel joy, I can feel it along the upper back. I can feel it in my shoulders and crinkles in my face. There's a sensation that accompanies every single emotion. So then the question becomes, what if, what if it were possible to tailor our physical sensation so that we could feel whatever we wanted whenever we wanted? What if emotions were less tricky to manage? What if happiness wasn't some crazy thing that we needed to chase and run after and earn? But instead, something that we had access to whenever we wanted. What if, because emotions live in my body, I started actually taking care of my body? What would happen if I listened to what it was saying when I had a Coke? <laughs> what would happen if I listened to what it was saying when I got four hours of sleep last night? What if I listened to what my body wanted in terms of exercise, stretching, rest, and meditation? Where would I be? What would my day look like? What if I began optimizing my environment, my social circles, my connections, my day for happiness? So that when it came to a relationship, it wouldn't be a need that I would have to have fulfilled from another human being. Because if I look, what neediness actually is, at least in my opinion, what neediness actually is, is a need that's not being met. I am needy because I have needs that I have not fulfilled on my own. And that's one of the more dangerous things when it comes to a relationship. It's one of the reasons why relationships break down into resentment. Because my needs are not being met. But at the end of the day, it is not my partner's responsibility to meet those needs. It's mine. And mine alone. And I think that's kind of the scariest part of it all. Because within that, there is this sense that we are truly alone, that we are in this fight for ourselves. And we're the only person that really has our own back. And really, I can't argue with that. I think that's true. At the end of the day, 
the reason why we get hurt so much in relationships is because we have chosen not to have our own backs. And it's wonderful when people reach out and give us a hand. And all of us, all of us have at least one person in our lives where we can probably count on them to do that for us. But if what you're after is to be truly powerful in dating, and I know, I am sure as hell that that's what I want. Then that begins at home. That begins within. And there's no quick trip. There's no quick tip. There are no tricks to get there. And the way forward, it's murky. But it doesn't have to be. More and more, I'm seeing that my access to being deliriously happy, my access to peace of mind, is available when I just stop to listen. When I actually treat myself like I deserve it. One of the things that I kept on running into was seeing how I just didn't want to spend time to sit down in silence. And think through what I needed. I didn't want to set aside time to take care of me, to journal or to meditate or even give myself a break. I hate giving myself breaks most of all. And if I want to be happy, if I want to finish the day not feeling burned out or eating a ton of sugar to stress regulate, then that's where it's got to begin. And I invite you. To begin your journey as well. The last few days have been really up and down, but as I begin to take better and better care of myself, this is the most control in control, the most confident, and the most happy that I've felt in many years. And it's not a guarantee that this will fix your problems. It's really not. I don't think any of us can provide that. But it's a way forward. And if at the end of my anti-single period, I'm even ten percent happier, then it'll have been worth it. And if I can do the same or better for you, well, that's icing on the cake. So here's my invitation to you. Maybe it's impossible right now for you to truly love who you are, to accept you for you, and that's okay. My request is that you be five percent nicer to yourself today, or one percent, whatever you have the space for, and then report back to me. Let me know how that went. At the end of the day, we got this. My name is Rob Wong. This is the Great Day Guy podcast. And if you got something out of this, share it, please. Give it a rating, a like, a comment, or pass it along to someone who needs this. Over the last week,、uh, listening the amount of listeners on this podcast has exploded. I think we've almost doubled up. And I'm excited about that, and I'm grateful that you've tuned in. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m.
And remember, be 5% kinder to yourself because you deserve it.